away and let God be God. I'm so excited about this word, and um, it's a wonderful thing to be celebrating um, Father's Day. And to the fathers, happy Father's Day. Amen. Amen. Happy Father's Day. And the topic is, all of humanity needs a father. All of humanity needs a father. And the reason why we have so much chaos in this world is because they don't have a father. And so we need to get back to the place where we look not just to human, earthly fathers, but our heavenly father. All of mankind needs a father, but not just any father. We need the one true heavenly father and not just an earthly father. So I was getting card from my, my husband and my dad and, and all this stuff, and I'm looking over the cards and all the things that they were saying, and, and it's like, it's, it, it kind of was over the top, to be honest with you. And it was like, mm, well, that's not true. Um, that's too high of an expectation. Nobody's that perfect. You know, and why would you even put it out like that? So then if you don't have a father that's perfect like that, so then you start to question, well, what's wrong with me? Why, why, why is my dad not treating me like this? If, there, if a dad exists that treats their children like this, then what is this? But there is no perfect earthly father. There's only a perfect heavenly father. Don't buy into the lie that puts you into a place where you, be ha you have despair about your relationships. You know, you build that relationship with God. Just like the song, that was perfect timing for me to come up. He's everything that we need. The one true God is the father of all mankind. And he is the creator and the father of the entire universe. We need the Heavenly Father. Like I said, the world is going crazy because people are not trying to please the Heavenly Father. So the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. When you wisdom and you, you fear and you don't go out and just do stuff because of your relationship with the Heavenly Father. Amen. When you decide you can just do whatever you want to do, it's because you don't have that relationship. There's some things I just don't even think about doing and I'm not going to do because of my relationship with the Father. My eye gates because of my relationship with my Father. You may not know what I'm watching, but I know He knows what I'm watching. Yes. So I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to look at this. I'm not going to look at that because of my relationship with God. People often have a difficult time identifying God as a father. But this is the character that God associates himself with. He says that he is a father. The difficulties come when people have not had good experiences with their own earthly father. Then they have difficulties accepting God as a father. And we got we to gotta clean that up. Some even attempt to remove the father character and remove it with a feminine or female, female character of God. They say El Shaddai, which is breasted one, all sufficient. Amen? And so, but God is complete. He's not a female, but he identifies his character as a father. God is a spirit. So we don't have to pull out and say, well, well, yeah, Mother Earth and, and God's a, a, a female. That's not what the Word says. It says that He is a Father. 
And there is no competition between the mother and the father, the way God created. The two roles compensate each other to fulfill the will of God. God is complete, and there is no need to pull out the female character of God as it was pulled out of Adam by the removal of his rib to create the woman who became the mother of all living. We all need the Heavenly Father, but unfortunately, we don't all serve the Heavenly Father. Some have another father. We either serve God as Father or Satan. Turn to John 8. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. We're going to understand some things. Deliverance is here. If we listen, as the scripture says, Jesus said, let them hear. Open up their ears so they can hear what thus saith the word of God. Give you understanding of, of God's plans and purposes. John 8, verse 42 Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word? You are of your father the devil. The desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of, of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is God hears God's words. Therefore do you not hear because you are not of God. Amen? Amen. So they're two fathers. So we want to please God. But as the scripture said, but the desire of that father, you want to do what he wants you to do. But when we desire to please God, we desire to get into the word of God to understand what, what does he want. You can have two kids. And you have a child that's like, well, mom, what do you want me to do? Wash the dishes, do laundry, tell me what you want me to do. That child you may very well favor because <laughs> that child is doing the things that you want done. The other child is not even asking you. Shows no initiative. Doesn't try to get in the word. Doesn't try to ask you. Just, 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 oh well, whatever. But the one that is doing the things that you want done in the house, you might give a little bit more to that one, to be honest with you. So we have to be like that. We have to be children that desire to please the Father. That we desire to do the things that he wants us to do. And we desire to get into the word of God to learn what's right and what's wrong. Yes, we are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, we are saved. But there's nothing wrong about going into the book, reading. Reading the law. Reading Deuteronomy. Seeing what God said he didn't want us to do. And what he didn't want us to do. That's, that's being a child. Amen. That's being a good child. A, ch a, a child that, that wants to learn. A child that wants to do what? Please his father. Please his father. Amen? Amen. Let's go to 1 John. Praise God. 
1 John 3. First John um, chapter 3, verse 4. Whoever commits sins also commits lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. And I'm going to go to 4 to 10. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Amen? Amen. God is the Father, and he's a perfect Father, which cannot be compared to Satan, our earthly fathers. Yes, we are commanded to honor our mother and father. It's a part of the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20 and, and um, verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Matthew 15 and 4 says, For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses his father and mother, let him be put to death. So that's how serious it was at one time. That we had to honor our mother and our father. God puts a high value on the role of the father and the mother. Exodus 21 and 15 says, And he who strikes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. What a difference. <laughs> what a contrast. You know, and back in those days, you know, you didn't, you didn't even, you know, raise your voice against your parents. Um, you had such respect for them. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment was promised, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Honor is high respect. Don't disrespect your parents. Don't disrespect your father. Don't disrespect your mother. It's Father's Day. Don't disrespect your father. So we're going to focus in on fathers. We ought to honor and respect them, but not love them more than God. Get the balance. Not to love them more than God. Matthew 10 and 37 says, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. You have to have the balance. You have to have the balance. God comes first. He is your heavenly father. And you don't put anyone in that position. God first. And everything else. But God first. So if you have this. You should not love them, your parents. If you have like a, a, a father that was so good, he was this great man. 
you still shouldn't love them more than your heavenly father. Because at once, at some point, that father's going to die. He's going to pass away. And when they pass, you may be angry with God. But all flesh must die. If you have, if you have a terrible father, then you'll be angry at God because why did you give me a father like this? <laughs> why? But if you put God in his proper position, you're not concerned about that. You have a father. And you can also be a light unto your parents. You can explain to your father about the ways of God. My father was abusive towards my mother. And for many years, you know, that, that's, that's hard on a kid. And I, I, I experienced that. That's my testimony. That's the life I came out of. Seeing that, um, and not really seeing it, seeing the aftermath, which is the blood, the broken glass, and all these things as a child. And it puts fear in you as a child because you're in an unstable home, not knowing when someone's going to break out into a fight. But I had to learn how to release my father, release him because I had a heavenly father. And because no one's perfect. And once I was able to do that, the love between him and I became better and stronger. So I, I, I want my husband to come up here for a second. I'm going to give you guys an example of something. So as I said, I, I learned many years ago I had to release my father and set him free from that image of a father that's perfect because it doesn't exist. I don't care what Hallmark card you get, there's no perfect father. Amen? Amen. Amen. Only the heavenly father. And someone, he could not give me, my father could not give me something that he never had. So I will give you an example. This is an example. So if I come up to my husband, and, and I'm, I'm his wife, legally we've been married for 27 years, and I have power of attorney, and everything falls right up under me. If I walk up to him and I say to him, I need $300 and I need it now. But I need $300 and I need it now. So he can't give me something that he doesn't have. No, no, much, no matter how much I stand here and I continue to say I need it and I have legal right to it because I'm your wife so you need to go find the $300 <laughs> no I can't make him give me that when he doesn't have it thank you and that's the same way with our fathers if they don't have that love if they don't have that compassion we can't make them love me. I'm your daughter. Love me. No, I don't have it. I didn't, I didn't experience it. I wasn't exposed to it. I can't give you something that I don't have. So my father was released. Once I learned my earthly father, my heavenly father gave me all of that. Gave me love. Gave me protection. Once he gave me that, I said, like, Dad, you need a little bit of this. <laughs> he said, where'd you get it from? So I gave him some of what I got. Amen. And then I could share it with him. But I wasn't, there was no expectation on him anymore. He was released from that debt. There was no debt. He didn't have a debt between me and him anymore. Nothing. He was released. And by him being released, 
And I can tell him about Jesus, freedom came. Freedom in that relationship. And that's what God, that's what God wants to do. Listen, listen, guys. Jesus knew how to be a father because he had seen the father. I'm going to show you this in the scripture. And it's amazing. So, John 17 and 5. It says, John 17 and 5, And now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Did you hear that? The glory that I had with you before the world was. So he knew the Father. He had spent time with the Father. And so, therefore, because Jesus had spent time with the Father, he can definitely show us what a father was supposed to be. Amen. He had the example. He saw it. Unlike humans who get a cycle of whatever their father did. Well, my dad was abusive. I'm going to be abusive. My dad was an alcoholic. I'm going to be an alcoholic. That cycle. But not with Jesus. There was no cycle. It was, it was Father God. The perfect God, the God of all the universe. So turn to John, John 14. Amen? Amen. 
So stop looking for your earthly father to be your heavenly father. Stop that. Stop it. Your earthly father, father is not and will never be perfect. But your heavenly father is perfect. As I mentioned before, release them. Release them. Release them. And put God in his position. Matthew 23 and 9 says, Do not call anyone on earth your father. For one is your father, he who is in heaven. So that could be clergymen, pray for me, Father. You know, put God in his position. I'm preaching and I'm teaching right now about deliverance. Do you know how many people, how many females, how many males, they're looking for their father. But they don't understand it's the heavenly father. Because Every time you go to a well, like the woman that was at the well, and it's empty. It's nothing there. They can't give you what you're looking for. And it just causes frustration. Frustration on the person that is saying, look, I don't have that. I don't have love and compassion like that. I had a bad day. And you're calling me? <laughs> I'm having a bad day. You know, but what weight does it lift up off of us when we put God where he's supposed to be? Amen. When you go to the heavenly father yes. instead of the earthly father. Yes. Amen? Amen. God is a protector. Let's look at that. First John 3 and 8. John 3 and 8. He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Guys, you got to see this. You have to see. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. There is protection even in what Jesus did. That was the love of the Father to send Jesus to die on the cross for us, to, to bleed on that cross, and allow that suffering to take place so that the works of the devil can be destroyed. We're fight, we were fighting against an unseen foe. We were fighting against an enemy that none of us could see. But God knew he was there. But what a protector. He had a plan. And he set it up. He sent a son that had been with him the whole time, as I've read to you from the beginning. He sent him to help us. A way of an escape. A father protecting us. But we don't acknowledge God. The world, of course, doesn't acknowledge. The scripture said that they would. And, and we put pressure on our, on our earthly fathers, our biological fathers, to be God. 
and that is a problem because they can never be. Never be. And then the fathers, the weight that they carry on their shoulders and the frustration when they realize they can't be God. <laughs> Release yourselves. Release yourselves. God is love. Turn to John 15. John 15. started um, verse 9 as the father loved me I also have loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandments you would abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love abide in him keep his commandments they're not grievous they're not they're not hard you just spend time with him and you actually, God set this thing up where you spend time when you desire to please Him. So, you know, I don't go and get drunk because I could have wanted to just have no desire for that. I don't desire it. That's, that's God. I have no desire for that. You know? And He will give you the desires, His desires. He'll put them in you. That you would want to draw closer to Him. And spend time with him. God is still a disciplinary. He still disciplines us. He disciplines those that he loves. So let's turn there. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Verse 5, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as, his, as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us. And we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father and the Spirit? Amen? Amen. So, don't despise the correction of the Lord. When He corrects you, know that He loves you. When you are just doing any and everything and nothing happens, you might not be a child of God. But for his children, 
he corrects them. And that's a father. So yes, God is a father. And I will always say that. The scripture says it many times. But he is a father that is perfect. And that's all. Amen.